episode 168 i'm dan the guys are all here say hi guys i am a hostess cupcake what's the password (laughs) (laughs) you guys suck (laughs) it happened today Uh, again (laughs) yeah you did you have to update a password i did i had to i went to (sighs) go in to work and i went to uh start up my um spotify because i you know listen to music while i'm working I don't know why, but it said you need to log in. Typically, it's always logged in. And, um, <laughs> Not today. And you got that sick feeling in the pit of no, your stomach. I just, I just said, well, all right, here's, okay, what was the password? And I typed in it. Of course, it was wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't the password. <laughs> and uh, Does that even phase you anymore? No, dude. Did you, did you almost expect it to be wrong? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I used to have, I used to have these little, uh, methods that I don't really want to go into detail cause I still use a few of them, <laughs> but it would have something to do with the application that I'm working and then a set password that would, is consistent. And that is failing me miserably, obviously. You just got to start all over, dude. So here's, then you gotta, you gotta use something you're passionate about for your passwords. Well, Justin gave me a Justin gave me a, a good idea, dude. Yeah. Did you see how that shit evolved? I did. I liked it. I liked it. Should we Should we tell everybody what it was? What I don't know. Suggested? It's up to you. I mean, it's if if you're yeah. Comfortable now he's all with shy it. about it. Earlier, he was he was quite confident that that was the password for you. It absolutely still is the password for you, and. Just to be clear, it has letters, numbers. It's late speak. Um, it also has capitals and lowercase. And it has an exclamation point. It has male hardware in it, too. Do you want to spell it? Do you want to spell it? Yes, I will spell, ahead, it. spell it. <laughs> lowercase I, capital L, the number zero, capital V, the number three, lowercase <laughs> T-E-H, Uppercase C, lowercase O, uppercase C, lowercase K, exclamation point. <laughs> and this, gentlemen, is what we get to work with every day. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work anymore. What does that you, spell uh, out, Dan? I'm not saying it. You say it. You say it. I dare you. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, say it. A triple dog dare you. Jesse, say it. I'm not saying it. Je- Nick, say it. No, it wasn't my dumb idea. Yeah. I think it's a horrible password. I think you <laughs> thought it was an amazing password. I think it, not anymore. It's not an amazing password. I think password. everyone can log into Dan's Spotify now. That's what I think. <laughs> 
Oh, what a disaster. Well, just if you need password help, though, Dan, let me know. Because I got stuff like that all day no. long. No, 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 no. He I did have, know. I want to say thank you to all the listeners that did uh, offer me advice. <laughs> this is quite a deficit that I'm under here with this whole password thing, apparently. I'm the only one in the world that hasn't got it figured out yet. It's My wife hurdle. listened to this episode and laughed her ass off about the whole <laughs> password thing. So anyway, uh, it's uh, we're recording a little bit early. Uh, typically, you're going to hear this show, Christmas will have come and gone, right? So it's been only been a few days since we recorded last, so I'm going to go ahead and start because it's going to be short and sweet. Uh, let's see. No flying this week. No fly! No just, fly. It's been, it's what, been four days and it's just been the weather. My God. Ra- it's flying it, against your religion. Dude. It Six is raining weeks. in December here in Montana. Where's the snow? I don't know. It's not supposed to be raining all day, every day. There'll be six feet tomorrow. Watch. Just yeah, like, yeah. Where's the snow? <laughs> Boom. So I've been um, playing with the CNC machine a lot lately. That's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You guys are jealous as shit about that, I can tell. What have you cut out of the CNC machine? Lots of carbon fiber. Lots of uh, G10. Today I made a fixture plate. Awesome. Awesome. Did you make any pod and boom stuff? I haven't yet, but I'm going to. You don't need some to ideas. when you don't crash. The helis are pristine. Well, there we go. I was going to make something for Nick, but I don't think I'm going to now. <laughs> yeah. I Probably. didn't know. Wasn't I, Justin? Well, I, I think you you're still going it. to make something for him, but the, the shape that you were going to engrave on it is now going to be quite different. Probably <laughs> similar in shape to the password. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that reminds me. I have I've got to make some skids for Mark. Ah, yes, you oh, do. Oh, yes. The cock and ball skids. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I bet they'd probably slide in snow really good. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you laugh? <laughs> See, <laughs> seeing that rush do a sliding auto, it's like shoom goes right by, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> was that head? thing sliding on a pair of cock and balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! So that's uh, basically what I've been up to this week. Um, <clears throat> just kind of excited to get the year over with. To be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of the holidays. It uh, it's just once Christmas is over, it's like time to relax again. So I'm gonna uh, just hang out over Christmas. Of course, uh, that'll be come and gone by the time you guys hear this. I guess I said that once already. Don't mind me. What do you got? What do you, do you guys have any? What are you guys gonna do? Just hang out with the fam? Fly? You're gonna fly over Christmas. Your, your wife's gonna let that happen? Maybe. 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 <laughs> Justin, what are you gonna do? I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm I'm hanging out with the family. We we don't travel until the first week of January. We're going to Denver to uh, hang out with my sister and her husband and my parents, and so we're gonna have like a post Christmas family Christmas. But for the actual holiday, uh, we're just here hanging out. And I will attempt to fly as well, except for the fact that. It is like a freaking torrential downpour here <laughs> over the last few days since yes. the last recording. Jesse, now that you got all that time on your hands, what are you going to do for Christmas? 
Oh, tons of Christmas parties. Yeah. So lots of family time. Do not <sighs> foresee any flying on Christmas. Maybe maybe uh, tomorrow being Christmas Eve or Friday a little bit. We'll see. Same thing. Weather. Weather dependent. I'll send you guys some cheese. I got plenty of it. <laughs> well, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Do you have any sausage to go along with that? <laughs> I got a wheel of cheese from my brother for Christmas. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, wow. I can easily cut that up. Into Nothing says I love you like, <laughs> like a wheel of cheese. Of cheese. Like a wheel That's right. Cheese. Yep. Yeah. Why not a video game? Um, yeah. Because let's face game. it, cheese is not really cheap, especially the kind that you can buy in wheels. Right. Right. So and then it's you figure it's, like, it's one person eating like eight pounds of cheese. Are you kidding? <laughs> if he me? bought not you eight once, pounds though. of cheese, he he had to have at least dropped like forty or fifty bucks. Yeah. Now absolutely. that could have been put towards anything. I mean, fifty bucks worth of socks, fifty bucks worth of <laughs> underwear, <laughs> probably really needed. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the underwear or the socks? <laughs> the underwear. I don't wear underwear. That's why That's it's really why needed. It's needed. <laughs> I mean, anything Point proven. A $50, like, super pack of condoms so that you can fill them with water and throw them at kids. (laughs) Or you could buy water balloons and do that, but that's okay. I don't think I like you guys anymore. No, I'm I'm on. I think uh, the cheese is an interesting gift. The cheese is awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I promise you, Dan, I will never buy you a wheel of cheese. I'm going to buy a massive one next year. <laughs> I would rather have your sausage. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I got some awkward. Did that, get, did that get strange? A little weird there. <laughs> yeah, it did. It escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, so that's my week, guys. Boring, pretty much. Did you fly anything? Yeah. I mean, we know you do multi rotors for work. I did fly some multi rotors. Now, did you really fly them, or did you watch them fly themselves? Well, you know, you, someone has to press go. You got to hit start. <laughs> <laughs> someone has to be prepared. Uh, Somebody has to be prepared to take over should something go wrong. That's nothing fair. Ever, nothing ever goes wrong. I'll come hmm. and visit and change that. Yeah. <laughs> Cut a wire here and there. Move this way, point to here. <laughs> that wraps it up. Who wants to go next? I'm going last. Yeah, I'll go next then. I'll go second to last. There we just go. to clear that up. You're gonna, now, that, now, now, we, <laughs> now we know the order. Yeah, now that the order's laid out. Okay. I also have to take a no flight card. Nothing. No compass fly. No. No, no compass, no synergy, no 700, no nitro, no 450, nothing. Not even a multi-rotor. But it still was a fairly um, decent weekend as far as getting stuff accomplished. Um, like I mentioned in the last show, my generator having some issues with the carb. So tore that thing completely apart again. And to my surprise, um, inside the carb, there's three small jets and one large one. And one of the small jets was just completely plugged up. Something must have got in the fuel and sucked through and was plugging up one of those jets. So definitely that was causing the idle issue. So cleaned all that up, went through some carb cleaner. And the generator is good to go. 
once again. So now when I do actually get out to fly next time, I will have a properly running generator. In a few months. Yeah, so in a few months, yeah, by then the fuel will probably tarnish again and I'll be in the same freaking... (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 put stabilizer in it. And then also, so today, um, put up a post on Facebook as well, I started tearing down the nitro. Um, Just some general maintenance. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's a maintenance slash cleaning mission because... Well, I guess I was going to say you guys know, but maybe you don't know. It's been so long since any of flown nitro. They're kind of dirty. Oh, uh, yep. That that hurts. Can <laughs> so, I, that little, that little you, jab. To, <laughs> you got you got plenty of time in your hands. Can I send you mine to do the same? No, I think yeah. I think one's enough. Um, it's oh, it's pretty it? dirty. I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. It takes him a good six, seven, eight, nine months to send anything. So Oh, God. yeah, send it over. I see that. Does it really take Dan that long? It took a fair amount of time to get to half of the 700 half nitro. The nitro. And then he only sent, sent half the heli. How long yeah, did it take you to get the goblin? I mean, the goblin, oh, the goblin was, was like in the box the minute you mentioned it. was record breaking. It. E- expedited Santa Claus shipping. It was so fast. It was ridiculous. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because you didn't do it. Because I didn't have to take it apart. <laughs> just yeah, just it. Like, That's a good it in point. A box. Yeah. It only costs seventy dollars. Oh, jeez! To ship a ouch! I didn't have to do anything. My time's worth money. (laughs) In your eyes, (laughs) paying myself. But no, it's kind of every every chance you guys been getting lately. You've been throwing me under the bus. What's up with that? I'll uh, stop. I promise. Welcome to my world, bitches. No, 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 no. <laughs> Screw you right, guys. Dan. You Screw wait. You guys. <laughs> Dan, I promise no more. I won't jab mm-hmm. anymore. And you will get your chance shortly to just laugh your ass off at me. So just Alrighty. patience. <laughs> so, yeah, just going through, um, tearing down the nitro, a couple of bearings here and there. Uh, one of the boom supports the JB weld and had actually come loose on it. So re JB welding that, um, you know, kind of securing the end back on it. And then most in yours. Yep. That one was pinned. Still came, still came loose. Wow. And I go through and sand, you know, the carbon fiber end, mm-hmm. get it all roughed up. Um, let it sit for, you know, overnight. I love nitro. Here. Oh yeah. Just mm-hmm. know, that hundred, whatever flights just, Seems like there's that spot where you're like, okay, I got to tear this thing down and do some maintenance. You hear that little rattle here and there. Yep. Um, just something. So mostly just going, you know, going through everything. And it's a lot easier to clean the thing when you're, when you tear it all the way down um, and just go through and kind of reset it. I mean, it's going to be a new year right around the corner. So might as well have a clean heli and start it off right. Now, in addition to that, there's something else that I'm pretty excited about this last week. I actually ordered a 3D printer. Oh, dude. And so I got a 3D printer. It's not a huge one. It's like it's it's an eight inch by eight inch by eight inch printing volume. Um, So decent size kind of. What's the the brand? Is it a maker bot? No, it's a Da Vinci. Uh, Okay. Um, And so we our school at, at WSU. They actually had a couple of them. 
and I, I had the chance to mess around with them quite a bit because for the RC Baja car that we do, mm-hmm. um, we design a lot of, I don't know, kind of odd geometry shapes or, for example, like our differential cases. It's really cool to just do like a surface model, have all these weird geometries, and then be able to just print it out. Um, dude, dude, and dude, so, dude. This is perfect. To, when, when's it going to get in? When are you going to have it? Friday. So it will be here on Guess Friday. Guess what you get to print out? You What's get that? to print out Justin's... The trophy. Justin's trophy. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I've I've had the chance to mess around with this model at school quite a bit. And the resolution's fairly good on it uh, for the price point. And so, yeah, I figure, why not? You know, I still got um, some CAD software for another year. And figure it'll be pretty cool to tinker around with and see what kind of stuff I can come up with. So this one will print the uh, print ABS and PLA. The ABS is key. Yep. Yep. So PLA uh, does not cut PLA it for is, more than really no. simple crappy stuff. So nope, Jesse, exactly. what, did you do? You have something in mind, or are you just getting it for tinkering? Uh, lots of yeah, mostly for tinkering, um, and just little things here and there. It's like. You know, oh, I could use one. I, I don't know. I just think about like the integration and stuff I could do. Even I don't know. Even when you're making like your charging case, all the little supports, corner brackets, oh, um, yeah, putting. Dude. You know, like I can print out custom letters for sponsors and put like compass or score. You know, whatever across the top of my charging case, and you can do crazy designs and. Well, so, be, see, dude, the next thing stuff. you got to get though is the 3D digitizers. You know, mm-hmm. like the laser scan digitizers yep. where you put it on the desktop. It's on a turntable. You drop a part on there, press go, and it does a full scan of the thing. And then you can 3D print it. Yep. Yep. I have seen those. And so that'd be, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet as well. Just to be able to take anything, scan it in. and Witchcraft. Replicate. Yeah. It's like to most, you know, most people, it's a, it's a magic box. You just tell it to go and. Come back in a couple hours, and there's your part sitting there. So that about wraps up my week. So no flying, but still got a wrench on some helis and some stuff. So yeah, it was a good week. Or I should say, a couple days. That leaves you, Justin. Yeah, I'm taking a no fly as well. No it has been fly for you either. That thing into three pieces. Man, it's been uh, rainy as shit up in here. I'm talking like nasty rain, not the standard sprinkles that we get in Seattle, but full on deluge. So screw that crap. That's been aggravating me. And that means that pretty much all I've been able to do is sit down and slowly, and I emphasize slowly, work on getting the little mini quad together and just you know, wrenching on the speed stuff just to check it over and get ready eventually for the maiden of the fuselage Diablo speed, which is killing me right now. I'm at the point now where the weather's so bad, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to get the thing maidened in a fuselage before the end of this year. And it's killing me. Uh, (laughs) not, Not really any maintenance to do per se, because as you guys know, After we got back from Urcha, I started the very slow maintenance process. And by, I'd say, October or so, I had all my helis broken down and cleaned up and parts replaced. And so that was in preparation for 
my expectation that I would be flying more during the winter. But thus far, that really hasn't happened except for with the chase. So I'm hoping that the weather clears up. I'm off now. Of I'm off of work until January 12th. So I got a few weeks where I'm able to kind of relax and do my thing and hopefully we'll get some good weather. I am going to be absolutely devastated if you do not get that speed turd maiden this year. Well, it is what it is, dude, because it's not something that I'm going to be like, oh, crap, there's a break in the clouds. Let me rush out there and not think about it and go and maiden it and then do something stupid. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be on. uh, I vote for something stupid. Oh, I know you do. (laughs) Make it happen. Or just have it ready for when that sun does come out. It is ready. Well, it's it's been ready. He needs to go out there and sacrifice a chicken and, you know, <laughs> the whole deal. Do a little dance. Yeah, yes. do a little dance and Sing look at to it, it. Talk to it. And yeah. Give a little rub down. Yeah, rub it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's the problem. You never stop rubbing it. That's why you never get out there. <laughs> it is. It's, it is very problematic. I mean, what else can you do when it's raining like this? Nothing. Just rub it. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that's what you've been doing, right, Dan? Absolutely. Every chance I get. There there you go. <laughs> as long as you don't forget your password. Oh, <laughs> Never going to live that one down. Nope, you uh, sure as hell are gonna not. Never going to live it down. That's it, though, dude. I, I, I mean, my biggest excitement this week was getting a Futaba S-Bus receiver off of Amazon for like 59 bucks shipped. i texted nick i was like dude check this out not really much to be excited about but hell i'll take what i can get this time of year (laughs) oh and uh oh so this is the other thing really quick we found out from like the 932 listeners that texted or emailed me and nick that when you buy a uh license for the next sim you get two licenses and so if you're thinking about buying the sim it's about 80 bucks 75 80 bucks right find somebody do it (laughs) right find someone else who is going to spend the money before you and then ask them to give you the code for free (laughs) (laughs) or you can just split the price down the middle which is what I offered, but Nick was like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. We'll we'll figure something else out later. So I'll be back to simming in, in more than two-minute chunks of time. And more than <laughs> What do you think about that, Dan? Did you guys did you guys get get it? Oh, I'll get there, yeah. yeah I've had it. Nick did get it. He'll talk about that though. Yeah, I got that that text message today. Hey, did you know? That if you, if you buy it, you get an extra code. And that's like, that's all that it said. Well, I literally last night, mine. I got like three or four texts within a span of 30 minutes where people were like, dude, 
did you know you could do this? There, there was no question of, hey, give me your other code. It was like, I just wanted to let you know you have a free no, one sitting there. No, that's not what it was. <laughs> I even offered to pay for it. I know. I'm just pitching. He did. But, I mean, yeah, what am I going to use it for? I want to know if I, I still want to know if I can upgrade mine. I don't see why you can't. I mean, you I bought can, it I once. see why he can't. Yeah, no password. Yeah, he doesn't have a well, password. He doesn't have the password. <laughs> Well, I should be able to update the password, right? No, but you no, have dude. to. Uh, so when I bought mine, I have an email that has the the login and the password. All right. Neither of which I created. I'm going gonna, to break from form here. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm going to open up my email. All right. There okay. You so what's the, uh, what's the, who would it be from? Who's it, Who's your email from? Uh, let me check in my old archived ones. Oh, shut up. Neatly <laughs> <laughs> filed away. I don't care where in you have it. Just it. tell me what it is. Uh, it would be from K, uh, K-L-A-U-S, Kloss. Okay. If you search that, that should find it. Or uh, Mac, M-A-C, at C-G-M-Online. Not in my folders. Tis gone forever. Gone forever. But here's, hey Dan, here's if, the if thing. you buy it, you should let me know. Not gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy it again. I want to know how come it doesn't give me the option to update when I open up the damn simulator. Well, can't you just open up the simulator and go over to the license? It has all that information under that tab. Uh, I see two tabs. One says window. That's one tab. <laughs> Did you actually download the newest sim? No. Why would I do that? <sighs> I'm just—I've never had to re-download a whole. Whenever, whenever, whenever my Microsoft Office updates, I don't have to re-download the whole goddamn thing. Well, Germans did not make a Microsoft Office. I don't know. I'm not a technical support hotline. <laughs> 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 Moving along, then. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'll send him an email and see if they can take something up. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is everyone done? I'm done. Now that I've owned two full sets of BK high-voltage cordless servos, I can honestly say that these are the best full-size cyclic servos I have owned to date. These things are crazy fast with a speed of .049 seconds per 60 degrees and plenty strong with a torque rating of 295 inch ounces. Oh, and to top all this off, they're only 99 bucks a piece. So whether you're looking to replace an old set of worn out servos or outfitting that brand new heli, be sure to head over to bkservo.com. I flew because that's what we do. No, that's what you do. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, who's this we shit? <laughs> I flew. I actually got in a fair amount. Not not too crazy. I'm up to 624. Not going to say that it was the greatest of weather. But, uh, you know, sucked it up. Made it happen. Huh. How many times? What? How many times did you fly? How many flights? I don't, I don't know. What, what was that last week? I think I, I probably no got idea. eight. Oh, you were at six fourteen. 
Yeah, it's 10 flights. All right. 624. Nice. Not bad at all. No, not too bad. And they work. You know what? So, rewinding a little bit. As we were recording and or it might have been. Yeah, I think it was as or that night. Maybe even the next morning, the last time. I, uh, oh, I bought that sim. I said, screw it and pulled the trigger on it. And man, that is the single best thing that I have done in a long time. Now, before, before everyone, you know, when everyone goes around saying, oh, Nick says that's the best sim and, and, and you know, real flight crap. No, 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 no. Doesn't have anything to do with that. What I've learned with simming is that Whatever, let's see, to classify whatever is the best sim is the one that gets you to use it. that fair? Ooh, that's deep. That's continue. So, you know, I was just not feeling it. I was, I, I, I have wanted to get back to simming so bad, uh, but I just couldn't get the motivation. You know, we've all been there. And I, I, fe- I felt like, you know what? I really liked the way I I was uh, doing the little trial thing, and I tried the Mirko. Is it is it Cessna or Cessna? I don't yes. know. Okay, well, Mirko C. Mirko C. Yeah, there we Just go. Just call him MC. And uh, that one was like really close right off the bat. Uh, I it does have some auto issues, which I found some uh, I found some settings on HeliFreak to plunk in. To change the way it autos a little bit better, but I, I don't auto on the sim anyway. But boy, instantly it works so stinking good with my Mac. It is just it boots in between two to three seconds, and nice. I love it. I simmed shit out of that thing. I mean, every night, at least an hour a night. So when it came time. To get out this weekend, it was like, oh yeah, buddy, I want to get out. And uh, Jesse knows, so he was doing this last year. He was doing pirouetting loops, not mm-hmm. not single pirouette loops, like one pirouette per loop, but actually, you know, continuing the pirouette and getting in however many doesn't really matter. It's kind of like pirouette flips. Once you get past two per whole flip, it doesn't matter because you're just you throw in an extra one if you need to to make it clean. Uh, I, I was working on those on the sim. First time out, just instantly did them. No fear factor, and they were quite controlled. And that was, I was sitting there going like, are you kidding me? Two days on the sim, just t- two nights on the sim, and I go out and I'm doing stuff that I've never done with confidence. And that was such an awesome feeling. I mean, to get back to that, it was just great. I mean, polishing up a lot of stuff, um, you know, working on new stuff. I just, I found it. I found whatever it was going to take to get the sim back, back up and moving for me personally. And I, I couldn't be... I couldn't be any happier that I did. Now, are you still using it with your interlink, or you did you get your? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just using it with the real flight interlink. So what I did, uh, I did a little bit of research, and um, although I, you know, I usually shy away from promoting them, 
for obvious reasons. But, you know, hey, Hobby King, it's got its place. Um, it's pretty low on the totem pole, but it does have its place. They have, a, I think it's like a 9-in-1 uh, SIM, USB SIM kit, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had it in the U.S. warehouse. It was 6 bucks, 6 or 7 bucks. So I ordered that, and then I will be flying it with my 8FG uh, with that. But for now, I'm just using the real flight interlink. Now, is that with the trainer cord, or is that through the... Uh, yeah, it, uh, it will use it through the trainer cord, but then Hobby King also has, and they didn't have it in stock in the U.S. warehouse. They have, I think it's a it's a 16-in-1 or something like that, wireless SIM adapter, which you would basically hook up like a, like a 6202 or 6203 or whatever, you know, your, your S-Bus receiver to it, mm-hmm. and then you would SIM wireless. And it's cheap. It's like 16, 17 bucks. They just didn't have it. It was at the international warehouse. And I usually try and wait till I, you know, stockpile up like a whole bunch of stuff that I need um, yeah. from from that warehouse. So, yeah, I went ahead and ordered uh, that just to get it going. You know, it's not, it's got some glitches in the sim. Uh, the, the whole like throttle hold deal, you'll hit throttle hold sometimes. It'll always shut off. But it won't always respool. But again, they're all really small things. I have no complaints once the heli's up and flying in the air. I've done a little bit of modding. I've already had, God, since I even mentioned it, I've had a, a whole ton of people asking, oh, hey, are you going to start tuning and putting models up? Yeah, I can do that uh, when I get there. But for now, I'm, I spent about 15 or 20 minutes uh, Justin, after you and I mm-hmm. w- were tweaking with them, yep. I think I've put about 15 more minutes into tuning, and then I just freaking flew it. Yeah, I mean, as I've been playing with it in the two-minute sessions, I've probably only put a good 20 or so minutes into it in two-minute chunks, and I'm pretty satisfied with what I've got. So, And that was a good sign to me. I got the feeling that, uh, you know, it's going to be easy to get it to feel the way I want. And then I don't have to mess with it anymore. I just fly. Well, the big thing for me, so to give you guys an idea of how lean this program is, and I mean, we are talking lean. My uh, my MacBook Pro that I have, it's a 2012 and a half, and I bought this for hard drive and processor. It has got a horrible graphics card in it. It's a, what, 5 12 i think or something i mean bottom of the food chain and i can take it and plug in an external monitor leave my macbook display on and the external monitor and run the sim on the external monitor and it's perfectly glitch free which i've never been able to do that with any sim i mean it's even leaner than phoenix is as far as resources and if I close my MacBook and it puts all of the uh, graphics card over to the sim, I'm on the second to highest graphics setting, mm-hmm. I think, which to get real flight to run, I was on the lowest. Yep. Damn so it. it. Damn. I'm sorry, Dan. Damn it. Jesse, you want to go halves on, on a new <laughs> license? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it tonight. I mean, right. I'm 
I'm really digging it. I'm not. Yeah, it's you know the button and the transmitter thing. I think there's still definitely some, you know, some room for improvement there. But you know, if I, I know that it depends on what you want to get out of a sim. I got out of a model that flew on the default settings, flew very well right off the bat. Took a little bit of tuning, and once it got off the ground, I had no complaints with it. That's where I'm at. Like, that's what I want because I'm going back to flying. Does it still have that weird ground interaction? Or did they fix that? I don't see. What do you mean a weird ground well, interaction? So, let's say you were coming in fast and maybe a little nose low. It would just skid across the ground on its nose. No. No, that's like real mm. flight. I could do that on real flight. Yeah, real yeah. flight. I yeah. could. Yeah, and it would never crash. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and the other issue, as I mentioned, you know, a few weeks ago, was the nitro model that I had because there's only like three models in the version I have, three or four models. It just it didn't matter what you did; it would make the sound like it was loading up and bogging down. But the physics wouldn't change. Oh, dude, that's the thing that I found most awesome about it is how it bogs. Just stock. It, yeah. it feels like a real heli. Yep, I have to agree. You can There's... bog the shit out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. I dig it, man. I mean, I'm just, again, I haven't completely, like, totally dug into it, but... Once I got it good enough, it was just way too much fun to go fly. Well, yeah, and just the fact, I mean, just you saying that, you know, if I fly in the sim, I don't have to use boot camp, parallels, None. any of that crap to, you know, it's just or quick. Boot into easy. your window side. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's right yeah. there. Just okay, like here we go. Application. So, ready, set, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, there's the noise right there. Yeah. That's how quick you're simming. And I'm simming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just turned mine on while you were talking and literally the same thing. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I've it. got a, you know, I do have a solid state hard drive in this. So it's, I mean, it's fast on a, on an i7 chip, but it's not, I don't, I have garbage for graphics and the, it, this just hmm. works great. I mean, I've been even toting my freaking interlink controller around with me. <laughs> Because I'm having fun, man. I mean, it was like... See, I'd really like to get the Wi-Fi, the wireless, or whatever it uses controller so that you can plug, like, the Futaba in or whatever. Yeah, the best one that I've seen is that Hobby King one. Maybe we will maybe we can all just, like, pitch in together and, and get a handful of them and ship them to one spot and then ship them out locally. I'll get one. Yeah, I'll get one. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Because, I mean, for 16 bucks, and, you know, you provide your receiver, then you're... You're good to go. But, I mean, in the meantime, that one was out of the USA warehouse, and it was it, it was right there, and it was like, yeah, six or seven bucks, something like that. I should have it uh, tomorrow, I'm hoping, so I can let you guys know. All right, see, I'm interested to, to hear if you have any leg issues with that, with using the Futaba. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. I know when I tried, because I have the cable to use my Futaba, the 8FG with real flight. And it is, it's just, it's off. There's a definite leg. Oh, going to the through controller. the interlink? 
Yeah, going through the inner leg. Yeah, because yeah, you know how you plug it in with the trainer port and stuff. See, I yeah, never, yeah. I, I never had that leg on my real flight going through the inner leg. Hmm. Oh yeah, neither have I. Mine see, is not I laggy, laggy at all. I don't know why, but for some odd reason, I still couldn't get six point five or seven or seven and a half to not be completely smooth on my computer, which is odd because I have had it smooth before. And, you know, I'd put a post up and a bunch of people are like, nah, I'm not having any problems. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was something that I'm doing. And, you know, if if Real Flight would have been absolutely flawless for me back to the way that it was, would I continue flat? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But I needed something different. And... Okay. Is the online portion of it on, turned on? Because it wasn't yeah. when I had it. Yep. There's people saying they are simming online. No yep. problem. Having I've gotten blast. two or three offers already today to come online and sim with people. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's the fanciest, but for me right now, it's it is not about fancy. It's about functionality. Well, for me, it's, it's about, about getting me out there to do new maneuvers, period. I and mean, it's about not sucking. Yes, that's it. That is the theme for 2015. I shall not suck as bad yes. as I did this year. That's going to be a tough one for you. <laughs> it is going to be a tough one. <laughs> it is, but it would, you know, it was really cool to be able to see those, you know, uh, going from uh, just eh, moderate right rudder pair flips to you know never having to bail out of them. In two nights. Now I go back out in real life. I go right into them. I can actually do them down at an elevation where I can see them fairly well. Because uh, I don't have them, you know, way up there three mistakes high. They're at one mistake high now. And they're still not the cleanest, but I don't have to quit if I don't want to. And that took two nights. So hmm. I'm, uh, I'm digging it. But that, before I get too far off, I did order in that same order... I have decided to make the switch, the connector switch for next year. Yep. Why? Dan, I am switching so much shit. You just, you're going to. Well, yeah, dude, we're out, just dude. getting started, Dan. You better. Yeah, this is the I tip mean, of the iceberg. So sit yeah. back, I grab know, a drink, I, buddy. Hang I in. know, I know what uh, connectors you're switching to, and I just don't get it. But I don't think you, I think, did you click on that link? <laughs> I don't like to click on random links, man. They take the one that bad, I bad sent places. you. When? <laughs> so, what do you think they look like? They they look like XT connectors. Mm -mm. I don't think so. I mean, are you thinking of the yellow XT sixties and the yellow XT nineties? Yeah. Yeah, you said you're XT90, right? No, I no. absolutely no. did no. not. No, no, no. That's no, no, why no, no, no. I even Nothing wrote like you back it. and said, dude, are you sure? Here's the link. I got to find my phone. Stubborn you said bastard. XT, you said XT90. I said XT150s. It is basically it is a it is a cheaper yet similarly designed uh uh bullet portion, not the metal or not the plastic portion. But it's the same bullet that like Scorpion uses and that like RC Pro Plus uses. They're single and or they, they snap together. Are they keyed and they have different diameters on each one? Nope. 
I switched over to using all of the Scorpion Motorbullet connectors this year, and they're just, I love that style. Uh, Justin, you know, I got to see his RC Pro Plus ones up in, in person, and that whole bullet design, that general bullet design, I really like. I think it's got a great connection. My problem is that I'm cheap, and I just cannot fork out that much money to go with the RC Pro Plus ones. They They're are just expensive. I mean, that's just, you know. I, I. But I'm vain, and I like the way they look better than your XT-150s. You know, that's kind of going along with my theme is, uh, for what I'm going to try this coming year, which is I want to see if I can get the most out of the hobby. Now, I'm not going like ghetto clone stuff or anything like that. But I really want to try and stay economical and get, you know, the the best bang for my buck and being smart with my components and stuff. So after looking at these, I, you know, I said, okay, here we go. I can have my bullet, single bullet connectors that I would like to go back to. Uh, They're very inexpensive. And yet, if I decide, like, if I start blowing some stuff up, well, then I can snap them back together, positive and negative, the housings together, mm-hmm. and use them as a, a as a regular, you know, EC5-ish style. But they're a millimeter larger than EC5s, and yeah, they just, they seemed like the best bang for the dollar that I'll be able to get, because I do want to go back uh, all this year. I'm just going to go stick packs on everything. I'm making my own stick packs. I want short, clean wire runs. Um, yeah. So that was that. Now, this is where it gets cool. Dan, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sold the Gropner. Mm-hmm. I got that sold. So, of course, like any perfectly rational person would do, I had to spend that money as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> because that's just fun, right? That's what he does. That's what we do. That's right. Uh, and this whole radio thing with the, you know, the Gropter, the 8FG, I really want the V-Control, um, but kind of tying in with the whole theory for next year, I, I think that probably feature-wise... I think the V-Control would be absolutely awesome. It's got every sensor option that I could want. The the programming, the radio feels great. Uh, but you know what? I'm okay with saying I think it's too damn expensive. By the I time you I would agree with you. By the time you buy the radio, the receivers are not cheap at all. And then you have to I mean, hey, I buy used V-bars. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm like every other guy. Some of mine I have the registration for. Some of them I don't. And it kind of chaps my ass that I can't upgrade it unless I can register it. So basically I I own a V-bar that I paid money for, you know, that I can't that I can't fly on the V-Control. Well, you can you can send them an email and they'll transfer it over. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Well, I stand corrected on that. But I just got looking at it, and it's like, by the time I outfit with the current sensors, which is what I really want, that's what I want. 
No more killing packs. You know, I want my alarms to be on milliamp consumption, not timers. And so with that being something that I, I really want to be able to do, I mean, dude, I was, I'm looking at well, uh, what, 1,000, 1,100, something around in there. Definitely uh, close to a thousand, even at at the best case. Um, I can read you like a book. What's that? I can read you like a book. Why? I know exactly what you're going to say, but keep going. No, I, I want you to guess. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, will you be honest and tell me if you guess right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, um, it, it was a case of want versus what's practical. And mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to say that some of the more practical stuff works or does not work or it's worth it or it's not worth it. So I happened to get an email from Tower. And this email was some e-cash deal, right? And hey, mm-hmm. what do you know? It pops up and it's like, oh, you got to use it by such and such date coming up very quickly. Is it on okay. three pay? Oh, yeah, buddy. I'll nice. get to that. Oh, it is on three pay. So... <laughs> So I hop on the tower and I'm like, you know, Justin and I have been talking about this behind the scenes. There's still that whole Futaba 10J. I love all the features. I love everything I had. The case was, it, it was a little plasticky feeling for me, but I still go back to those, uh, those e-fuel gauges that you order out of Europe. They're about 53, 54 bucks a piece. They're S-Bus compatible. So I get my consumption the telemetry that I want in an inexpensive radio that I know ergonomically fits fine. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's just price this out. So I go on there, (laughs) plunk in this little e-cash deal. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm a tower member. Let me go check my email in my junk, right? Because I organized my email with my passwords and my junk and stuff. Did you you say a minute ago you were going to stop? (laughs) <laughs> so, oh, sorry, I did. I lied, I lied. I'm sorry. Um, so I get in there, and, and then I get the, the whole Christmas coupon thing, right? So then it's spend over 400 get 70 bucks off or something like that. Oh, oh, uh-oh, someone double dipped. <laughs> so I've added that one on top of it. So what I did was I ordered the 10J, two extra receivers, to additional receivers and got the whole deal for 334 on three pay and then three paid that <laughs> dude that <laughs> is like the deal of the year oh nice you know that yeah. right there it's not where i thought you were going but all right what where did you think he was going yeah, what was I your guess I, I was thinking he was going jetty you know what, Dan? I would. This is not a question of what I think is best. I really do like the jetty. To me, is a win-win deal. But I just I can't afford a jetty, and I, I don't want to afford a jetty. You know, what I mean, for that price, for that much money, I want to go buy another whole a whole another heli. Dude, I, I want to afford the shit out of a jetty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. But, I mean, that's that's the cool contrast, and that's the contrast that I want to bring. I, I want to go out there this next year and progress my flying and just, you know, really get out there and get the most bang for my dollar 
and I've been very happy uh, with the consistency, uh, you know, that I've gotten out of the E700s. I was actually sitting out there laughing to myself when I was plugging in flights that it's like one of them's got, geez, it's, you know, 280-something flights on it. And you know that I've never even had a, a, a component failure? I've crashed them, but I've never had one single component failure on that on that helicopter. Hmm. Nice. I mean, that's, you know, and they're not the fanciest, but... There's just working, and I kind of liked that whole theme because I had a lot of fun. So it's like, well, let's bring it back to the radio. So I'm going to order up, I'll order up three of those, uh, you know, those fuel gauge deals, two for the E700s and one for the Goblin 500. Slap that on there. And, Mm. uh, yeah, we're just going to go econo, have some fun, get back to flying, progress. Have we uh, have we put any more thought into what our next year's? Uh, I know we talked about it briefly, uh, not publicly, but I, have we put any more thought into our uh, uh, next year's contest between the four of us? Yeah, I think we have. We have, but are mm-hmm. we? We're going to do that for the first show of the that, year. That will yeah, be yeah. next episode. I'm just, yes, yeah, yeah. Just in the biz, in the biz, they call this a teaser. A teaser. Oh, I know. A, I know. Okay, but it is yeah. not. How about this, everyone? It's not flight count. It's not flight count. Something and those else. of you who've been sending us emails, we're listening. And <laughs> all of us, uh, us, us four, and the all the listeners, you better get ready. Because if you guys follow along with us, we're, we're all going to progress this next year. <laughs> it's going to be gonna fun. It's going to require dedication. Oh, oh, yeah. It's going to so require actually flying. Remember how I said, yeah, it is going to require flying. And not just throwing a helicopter in the air to get a number. Nope. Yep. Nope. Exactly. Not about flight count at all. Quality. So then, Dan, (laughs) remember how how I said I was going to come back and and revisit the VX, the Spartan in the spring? Yeah. Is it spring? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, it continues. Damn it, dude! Seriously. I was, I, you know, the the egov's been out, and I'm like, oh, I gotta try. It. You know how I am. I'm a sucker for a good e- for an egov, and I was shy. I was down one fly barless system, and so I said, you know what? Screw it. So I picked up that. I picked up some i still haven't tried the 4.7 tail ratio on 105 so i picked up some 105s and i got that pinion for the goblin that i needed so i can finally fly it with that so i am going to be like woohoo ready to go uh, i'm going to have to live vicariously through you i'm feeling good dan i mean that's that's like that's some action this week some serious action you have to let me know about that radio, man. Heard good things about that bad boy. You know I what? Thought I thought you were just you were working on buying like your fifth fourteen SG, dude. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that radio. <laughs> no, mm. well, for yeah, no, that's a that's a killer radio. You know what I'm hoping, 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 hoping for a fourteen J. Because that'll be yeah. the shiznit. The shiznit. 
Yep. Give me the same radio in a in a you know closer to the 14 SG and in you know feel and quality of the radio, but but yeah, just give me you know what I mean. A little more, a little more uh to it. And Justin's thinking Jetty. Oh yeah, oh, my not. mind's already made up, dude. <laughs> he just needs to nut up and do it. He's just yeah, pull the trigger, dude. Yep. Well, are you done rambling, Nick? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep, six hundred and twenty-four. Right. I don't think I'm going to make it to seven. So you're not done rambling, is what you're saying? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, my goal, my new goal now is six fifty by the end of the year. Huh? Wait a minute! You're at six twenty-four, dude. <laughs> That would be an upset if you only made it to 650. Yeah, but we only have, we have like a week. a week. And? Two holidays. Look what you just put up in the last week. Like 50 flights. That's fair. I want to see 675. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if I get a That number is big enough of a stretch goal to make sure that at least some portion of the flights you get in towards it are not going to be fun. They're just going to be <laughs> sucking it up and getting her done. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. I hate this. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Check. Check the box. Says All the guy right. who's got 300 flights. <laughs> you have 372 flights. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Ooh. Well, let's do some news. What do you think? Yeah, we could just do it. When it comes to chargers, power supplies, and charging accessories, there's no one else in the business that is as passionate than Dave over at ProgressiveRC.com. And that's not all he's passionate about. Like us, he believes in supporting those that support him, and that's why he's offering an exclusive 5% discount to our listeners with the coupon code 4RCHN. So when you're ready to step up your charging game, Get on over to www.progressiverc.com and add some more power to your hobby. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do we got for news this week? Uh, So Gowie has finally succumbed to the peer pressure of the boom cover. Like everyone else has, they have a, looks like a new canopy and... Boom cover. Although I do, uh, from the pictures, it looks like we're going to be removing the boom struts, which is cool. It's got kind of a, a Forza-ish. I was going to say it looks say like it a does. Forza in Gowie colors. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we can just add to the price of those crashes. No, it does look pretty cool. And the Gowie, you know, the Gowie powertrain's pretty robust. I think they got all the one-way bearing issues done. So it might be a cool... You know, stock class, speed type deal. I don't know. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's got as much potential as, uh, you know, the Forza or any of the other 3D type helis that shroud their boom. But there's limitations on it. It's a little portly, though, actually, it, now it, that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that that is the case, which is not true with the Forza. The Forza is a very lean design, very lightweight 
I I don't know. We'll see. I I'm not sure. I I would be interested to hear what Gowie's motivation was for this. I, I kind of feel just... like it has nothing to do with speed and more to do with everyone else is doing it, and that's just the direction the market has been taking these 700s. Because if, if you look agree. back, dude, like, yeah, I I think Align's done it. Uh, JR has done it. Gowie's now doing it. Who I've I'm, I'm got to be. I'm missing something. Who else? Yeah, but have have any of them really had that much success when they release it as an aftermarket upgrade? Like I that? don't think any of them have. You know, like oh, Mikado, I mean, Mikado has it Synergy. too. No, Synergy did. Synergy not did not do a boom yep, cover. A they line. just did a speed canopy. Speed canopy. Oh, yep. that's right. right. Yep. Yep. Did, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's interesting. I don't. You had yeah. to sell a testicle to get the logo one. Oh, oh dude, yeah. that cover because I think it was all carbon fiber, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So it was like 150 or 200 bucks. Wow. I saw that one at OHB. I yeah. think that was was that Gorgons? Yes, it was. The carbon fiber canopy, one. carbon fiber boom cover, all black. Oh. <laughs> Just give me a minute. <laughs> oh man, that thing. Speaking of the look, that I'm going to go on a side tangent. You know, one day when money isn't an object, I would really like to own a Logo 700 or an 800, either or. Yeah? Yeah. I second that. I really like them. I actually have been thinking about that as well. Like, I've, I really, really like them. I would way rather have a Logo 800 than a Goblin 770. That I'm not sure of. Because it's just freaking huge. Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, that was my side tangent of the day. Uh, oh, hey, super big surprise here, but uh, I'm just absolutely shocked. Oh, my heart is shocked and just twisted in knots that we're going to have to announce that the, the Velos 880 has been delayed. I mean, I, I, God, I, I, they button hooked me. I did not see this one coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, did they, they even have announce a release date at Urcha? No, I no, have. They didn't have any one. dates. They didn't have one flying at Urcha. And they, for your interest, the delay has resulted from a need to redesign the main gear to handle the power. Hmm. Imagine yeah. that. We will be testing this in the next month or so. So yeah, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Why? Like, it, did, do we, do we see a market for because this? Because you can. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm okay with that. You, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people doing shit because they can. But stuff that they can do usually also has a market to go with it. Now, maybe I'm way off base here. And maybe this thing's going to eventually be released, and before you know it, it's going to be like a craze. But I find it hard to believe that there are going to be droves of people lining up for a pre-order on a model that requires you to purchase two of everything. I can't see them selling (laughs) more than 50 of these. 
I mean, I, <laughs> honestly, I, no, I'm being but, honest. But that may be all, all they can support. Before too. you you draw the analogy of me spending absorbent amounts of money on speed helicopters, because it that would be around cheaper. the same price. It may still be cheaper, Jesse. <laughs> Nonetheless, that's purpose built. This, I mean, what does this do that a 700 can't other than be really, really big and powerful? I don't see it being, uh, I mean, it's not, like, okay, so let's take a, let's take a Logo 800 on swinging 800s, okay, on a 14S power system, big at, right? Big power system, big batteries. I don't, I mean, is the power system the limitation on that helicopter? No, the no. batteries are the limitation. Yeah. So... The batteries I mean, are a limitation on every helicopter. I just can't see adding two mo you know, two motors, two speed controllers, and four packs on eight fifties. I I feel like the so mechanics <laughs> are gonna be the mechanics and and the physical composite and the material are gonna be the limiting factor here. Because that is a shit ton of weight. Yep. For only a 50 millimeter gain on the blades. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Would I fly one? Hell yeah, I'd fly one. It'd be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would see probably that, I'd, be, I don't even feel that way. This I'd be doesn't, grinning and I'm not, time. I'm not knocking it. I mean, good on them for, for going this direction. And the market will determine whether or not it was a worthwhile investment. But it's gonna go the same way as the Kasama. It just doesn't. It doesn't excite yeah. me in any way, shape, or form. It's just overly done, and people are. Some people are into that, and those yeah. people will buy it, and then it'll fade mm -hmm. away. I I don't think there will be more than fifty. That's my guess. Do we even have a feel for price of the airframe? No, I don't think so. Has that even been discussed? No. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, gotta week, be 2000 at least ish i would think ish we'll for just the airframe yeah i mean dude a logo 800 right now is what 1500 bucks for the kit yeah they're still pretty proud of, oh God, that's my one big hang up with mikado damn they are proud of all their stuff yeah i mean wow you know that freaking 480 is more expensive to crash than my E700. Oh, I, I'm sorry, 1200 for the kit. That's not terrible. Actually, it's 1200 for a Logo 700 or an 800. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. It's similar pricing to the Goblin, the bigger Goblins, I think. At least the speed in the 770. Anyway. Okay, what's next, Nick? All right, well, I missed one last week. Quantum has joined the Goblin 380 motor craze with the 2820 KV. Damn, dude. That's a uh, lot of options. Tell me that there has been one helicopter release that has had more motor no. manufacturers. Oh, more no way, excited. dude. No way. No. Uh, I mean, this is just absolutely nuts. Everyone, every big name motor manufacturer has now done a specific motor. So I think that's super cool. 
All right, this is pretty interesting. Um, Thunder Tiger has released the Raptor E550 three blade. Mm. Now, I am very mixed on this. Very, very mixed. The three blade, the three blade part, I think is awesome. That's really cool. What I'm mixed on, I'm still. I have a deep-seated bitterness towards them for not selling this airframe in a more like a almost like a competition style, you know? Ditch the plastic tail fin, give me a carbon fiber tail fin. That's really all I need, but just give it to me in an airframe. Let me buy an airframe. If I could buy the E550 in a three-bladed head airframe I really think that I would I can't do the whole canopy deal man I mean I've just now warmed up to the E700 canopy and I I could see myself dealing with it this one this feels like a throwback to like 10 years ago it is just style wise and I know it's going to be a quality machine but yeah the plastic tail fin the funky canopy, those are my two things. But I think it's awesome that they went there and offered a three-blade smaller heli. Because let's face it, I mean, adding a third blade to a 7 or an 800, it's a pricey proposition, man. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm really confused with, I guess I just don't get Thunder Tiger. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I mean, this thing comes with a Talon 90. Uh, WTF. That's why I got my Goblin 500. I'm and not the a hardcore... 1150KV Ace RC Ripper. I'm not a hardcore pilot, but I really feel like I'm, I would be able to take this in stock form and go over-amp the CSC. Yeah. Like, no problem. I think they really missed the ball on this one. The 550, that size is freaking awesome. And with how with how successful the E700 was because of its economical factor to it, how well it flew for how cheap that it was and how cheap the parts were, I think they really could have done something good with this heli and just, you know, spiced it up just a little bit and ditched all of the components, sold it as an airframe, and it would have been a hit. I certainly would give it a shot. I'm not feeling the whole three-bladed head thing, though. I think I just want to try it. I think it might end up being a novelty, but, I mean, how can you not want to try it at this point? Because they don't sell blades in sets of three? They do. <laughs> One or two people do. I want to yeah. try it. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to try you know, I mean, really, Dan. Okay, look at how many how many sets of blades did you buy in 2014? Two. Like that you crashed. I didn't crash any. So you can't. I mean, you 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 can't really take the whole you know crash cost. It's not like you're stuffing it in every weekend. Yeah, but it's the inconvenience we don't know. of having to get three three blades. Yeah, but that's a very intermittent inconvenience. Screw you, Poochie. So you buy three sets of two, 
Then you got two sets of three. <laughs> Most of them are different, though. <laughs> I know that Nick does his different. They're they're weighted completely different. Like it's a whole different ball yeah, game. Yeah, and I don't know. He's doing the same thing. Once I hmm. get what they're doing is they're making the rotating mass the same as two blade, so they're lightening them all up quite a bit. But I don't know. I mean, hey, maybe when I get it, it'll be like, wow, flies exactly the same, and then it would be stupid. But I don't I think have, you're going to find that. I have not heard a single person that's flown the three-bladed head that says it flew. They've all said they enjoy flying it way better. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Hard to say. But How come I think the line hasn't come out with that yet? I bet you it'll be real soon. By spring. Almost guaranteed. I'll bet money on that. They got to do something. The difference will be that they'll release it as an inferior design and then offer an upgrade, Dan. <laughs> and then offer it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, this was one that uh, Larry uh, Larry sent me an email about this. And I saw this, and I, you know, I haven't dug into it too much, but I did notice that Tarek put a picture up on his Facebook page with a picture of a... Soxos? Soxos. Soxos? Yes. They have a 600, 700, and 800. Yep. Hmm. I've never heard of these. I have actually talked to my Bavarian Demon team manager, Danny Melnick, a lot about these. He's flown one. Um, uh, Rob's flown one. They're apparently really, really nice helis. Uh, it's just they're they have only really taken off in Europe, and I don't think many have made it over to the U.S. But I got to see it at Urcha. He had his at Urcha. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you huh. think of it? I think it's a really nice looking design. It's very beefy, very robust. I mean, you can clearly see that they put thought into it. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that. They probably could have done a little better for for my purposes on the canopy styling. It is, I mean, sweet Jesus, could it get any wider? It's a, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a chunky canopy. It is. <laughs> chunky I think monkey. They, they could have been much more aggressive right with the canopy. Um, but they've got some interesting innovations. I like the tail rod. Yes. That's that's what's very intriguing. That's probably the most interesting innovation. I like the one-piece uh, core block for the transmission, kind of similar to the way that the HD guys do the cell in the 500. It's a single-piece milled aluminum, uh, like multi-bearing block system, and the whole multi-stage transmission sits right in there. Is that all one piece? Yeah, dude. That's oh, a single piece. And then it's see. got lower side frames. Uh, now, that piece, just like the HD, you don't break it. Right? Or you don't want you to. You hope not. You hope not. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You pray that never breaks. But, the, you know, the interesting <laughs> part that piece, about Rick this <laughs> is that, you, so look at the um, look at the transmission. We're all, most people who haven't gotten into German helis are used to a two-stage transmission um, as implemented by Goblin, which is a belted system. 
But these guys use a very similar layout to like the TDR and the Diablo, which is all geared. There's no belts in it. It's it's a it's a multi-stage geared system. Makes it uh sound very unique. That's for which, sure. Mm-hmm. And that that actually makes it even weirder why they would go with such yeah. a high canopy or such a wide why? canopy because it's not needed at yeah, all. Yeah, and so that's much. that's kind of what I was saying is like it doesn't the canopy I I don't get it. But I also appreciate that the European styling sort of, um, I don't know what you call it, that paradigm of aesthetic is different in Europe than it is here. So maybe that's where it comes from. I want more pictures. Yeah. Well, look, looking at the pictures that are here, it it looks beefy, but I wonder how heavy it is, too. Because that is a pretty tall, I'm looking at... Second from the bot, the second picture from the bottom, it is a pretty tall um, airframe. Two point oh, yeah. four then- kilograms without components and blades. So times five, six. Yeah, yeah that's hard to tell. I mean, uh, no, that I think I think the thing probably at at well, that was the eight hundred. Two point one kilograms for the seven hundred. I think it's pretty uh, competitive point. in terms of weight. I really okay. do. Because if you look at the airframe, and you can find a lot more good pictures of it, like if you just Google it, uh, but the airframe is very efficiently laid out. There's not a lot to it. Yeah, that that (laughs) cell design leaves it. It's weird. It's opposite. It almost looks bulkier on the bottom than it does at the top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I... I know the whole motor high and close to the main shaft was really controversial, but I got to tell you, for CG purposes, it makes a big difference, dude. It makes a huge difference uh, when you get that weight compact close to the main shaft up high as close to the blades as possible. Mm -hmm. Man, what what an effect that has on the cyclic performance. Yep. Hmm. I'm going to look into this one a little more. It's uh it's officially piqued my interest. Yeah, it's got a lot of pretty cool features on it. But anyway, yeah, are so thanks fly- Lee. <clears throat> are you going to fly that without a canopy neck? I cuz it looks like a piece of dog shit without the canopy. Well, that canopy is ginormous. <laughs> and you know what? I don't fly much without a canopy anymore. Um, but I might, you want to know how dumb this is? You know why I don't a lot of times? Because I don't like, uh, battery wires flopping around. Right. It, it just Mm -hmm. absolutely drives me insane. So that's why I've usually fly my electrics with a canopy on is for no other reason than that. And why I never flew a nitro with a canopy on. Because it didn't have the battery hmm. wires. So maybe when I go to these new connectors, which will make for definitely shorter wire runs, I might go back to not flying with a canopy. Switch connectors, ditch the canopy. Yep. Who'd have thought? Who'd have, th- <laughs> who'd have thought? Didn't see that one coming. No. <laughs> so that is, uh, that's the life of, of Nick. That's That's how it works. Uh, that's all my news. If anyone else has any. I got news. Oh, I got a, 
Whoa. Oh, Jesse, did you say you have news? I got news, too. Well, you go first, dude. All right. So, Soko Heli Tools. I know that some of us have used them to set up our heli. So, awesome tool for getting that perfect setup. They are running a combo deal since they've just released a new app to help you set up your helicopter. So, their virtual main shaft app. You can now get, it looks like for free, when you purchase the Soko Heli Kit. And I believe uh, Andy said he's going to be running this deal through the end of this year. So if you're thinking about getting a Soko Heli tool, this is a great opportunity to get that app in addition to the to the uh, Soko Heli tool. How much is the app if you if you didn't get this deal? Do you know? That I'm not sure. And I'm... I believe currently he just has the Android version. Yeah, out. He yeah, got, he's still I'm, working on I'm the reading, iOS like version. The iOS version is still in the works, mm-hmm. but the Android version is out um, and available for download uh, immediately. But as far as the price for just the app, I'm not sure on that. I know that the combo deal here that he has um, in the link says sixty four ninety nine for the Soko Heli Toolkit. And the app. That's a damn good deal. Yeah, it is. So getting everything. I can't wait for the iOS version to come out. Yep. That's going to be freaking awesome. Yep, yep. Well, because, yeah, basically with the virtual main shaft app, you know, you can put your heli on any um, on any surface. It no longer needs to be perfectly level. And then make, take some measurements, plug them into the app, and it'll do the rest for you. Yep, I love it. Justin, what's your news? All right. I got MKS news. We just announced the new X6 servos. There's a new series of servos that are coming out called the X6. Uh, You know, these guys are pretty much like the little brothers of the X8. Now, there's actually not much difference in terms of little about them. The, The specs, I don't know if you guys have seen the actual specs, but they are freaking phenomenal. Uh, they have, like usual, they have the ultra torque servos and the ultra speed servos. So the cyclic and the tails, respectively. They're all high voltage, brushless, full aluminum, heat sinked cases. And the cases have the same uh, ribbed or finned heat sink as the X8s, except this time they went with a black anodized, which I got to tell you looks pretty freaking sweet. Uh, at 8 volts. The torque on the cyclic is up in the 500s. I think it's about 580 oh, inch ounces. <laughs> yeah. And the tail, God. And, and that's at 0. 0.07 or 0. 0.06 speed on the cyclic. On the tail at 8 volts, they're at uh, 300, 330 inch ounces. So, again, the specs are very similar to the X8s if you're familiar <laughs> now, with servo. What case size is this? This is a standard uh, 40 by 20 by 38 and a half. So this is going to fit a regular standard size servo setup. It's I think they're okay. exactly the same size as the X8s. And the X8s, despite what you might think just looking at them, they're pretty compact in comparison to some of the other servos that I've used. If you guys have used like the... Um, the HBL 980s, mm-hmm. uh, 950s, those are all metal. They have a little bit taller of a case. They usually still fit everything. 
but the X6s and X8s have the same case size as the 665s and 669s. So very compact, nice layout. So let's talk application. Now that they have these, would you do these in a 700 and the X8s in like an 800? No, actually, that's what I wanted to get to. So why, right? What is the point? The point is that these are effectively X8s, but with a six millimeter output spline. Ah, uh, the more common one. Yeah, the yeah, X8s yeah. X8s run an eight millimeter output mm-hmm. spline. In terms of overall capability, they are almost exactly the same in in performance. I I don't have pricing info yet. Uh, so when we do get that, I'll make sure and bring it up in an upcoming news. But I think it's really, it's a, it's a different look. I, I really like the look, they, the anodize, and then they actually have like an X in the middle of the heat sink. And then also the fact that it's a six millimeter output. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah. Cool, man. Good stuff. That it for news? That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. You know, there aren't many companies that can honestly say they offer a complete spectrum of helis from beginner all the way to expert. Well, Blade Helicopters can not only make that claim, but they can most certainly back it up. Whether you're looking for your first collective pitch heli, like maybe the 200 SRX with self-leveling safe technology, or you're ready to step up and play with the big boys and get the 700X Pro Series, you'll be sure to find a Blade Heli that will fit your skill level and budget. From little kids to big kids, Blade's got something for you. So fly on over to www.bladehelis.com for more information. Can you guys believe it? 2014 is basically gone. It's this over. Is the last show in the books of the year. What do you think? Craziness, right? 168 episodes. Another year. Never imagined <laughs> that it would go this long. To be honest with you, dude. Each so gonna, one goes faster. I know, man. Yeah, Just crazy. Nuts. So we're going to spend a little time kind of going over the year, highs and lows, good, good points, bad points, all that good jazz. Um, it, it's a little unfair, I think, for, for a kind of review because we're fresh off OHB and face it, we all had a great time. And that one sticks out as, as a very, and we've talked extensively about it, um, sticks out as a pretty damn good event, but for our region, our area, there's a couple others out there that we go to every year that we just enjoy thoroughly. Of course, our season always starts out uh, OHP or OHP. Othello in May. That's where the season starts. That's a that's a fun opener. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts about the, this past year and the season opener and all that good stuff? Where do you want to go with this? I mean, there's lots to talk about. This has been a Huge year for us. It was windy as hell. I almost yes. chopped my finger off. Yes, we were. <laughs> With your windmill. pinwheel uh, yep. tail rotor that someone that, 
eventually stole that, from you. You yes. lost. Not Dan, surprisingly, because they were probably so annoyed by you and I running around like freaking schoolgirls with that thing <laughs> hanging off the side of your uh, your your uh, scooter, seeing how fast we could get it to spin up. I mean, picture we got it up to four thousand RPM. Yeah, Dan sitting there on a scooter with the little RPM, you know, the like the planker RPM deal, and I'm holding it, and we're going back and forth, like, dude, it's at forty three hundred RPM, and people are looking at us like, wow, okay, <laughs> geeks. That's what they were thinking, and I, I believe it was so windy. I think Dan, we lost some pop up tents. Yes, we did. We we uh, sacrificed some tents for the weekend. I know I lost one. I'm pretty sure you lost yours. I lost one, but was able to repair it with the other broken one that I had. That was yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting that. in the right. corner of your trailer. <laughs> yep. I also recall that this was the one and only time that we got Nick drunk enough to That's be right. drunk. That's right. And then right. he pushed out yes. after like ten minutes. I know, right? I What's do up remember that? that. And then we we continued to harass him inside his him. trailer until he, he safe. tackled the shit out of Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> broke your goblin. Yeah. Yeah, and broke my goblin. Yeah. yeah. Don't mess with me. Good my times. trailer. <laughs> That's always a fun one to look forward to. And, and it's what's great about that one, especially for you know, in our region. It's like the event where we get to Kind of hang out with the guys that we know locally, or well, regionally, I guess. And as the, hang on a second. If you don't stop, I'm gonna skin you. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> Intro. Is that the I dog told you, food Mom, cat? Knock it off. Knock it off. It's that one event where we get to kind of hang out with those guys that we uh, know regionally here, and um, after a long winter. Of not flying because of the weather, get to hang out and uh, get some flying in. It's a lot of fun. You know what's That's also my... nice about it, Dan, is it's our first live show of the year. Yes. But but more than that, because I know we all enjoy doing live shows. More than that, though, it's just uh, like a complete kickback and relax hanging out with the guys live show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everyone like, comes it's, down. It's, it's not like it's it's not that we do things different at other live shows, but at this one, like you said, we're surrounded by our buddies, our local buddies, and everyone just pulls up a chair and we just have a freaking blast. The only other time I felt it similar was when we had like Bert and Susie and, and Matt and Amy. That yeah. was it. That's that same feeling. Yep. Where you're that, sitting the there laughing. Yeah, you're sitting there laughing and joking, and you're having a good time, and then you remember you're doing a show. Yeah, you wouldn't even know. Yep. I mean, we could not be recording at all, and you'd still feel the same way. Yep. Yeah. Love that, <laughs> especially after a long winter break. Of course, the next are fun fly. Lost a couple uh, canopies there as well. well that was a whole nother <laughs> oh, experience man. on the weather front. <laughs> God, that's impressive. That that looks like an angry weather front coming at us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was standing there admiring how beautiful Ooh. it is. Should we do anything? <laughs> that was then, horrible, dude. And, and then it hit. And it hit with a fury. But Oh man. 
next day. Beautiful. Weather. Was perfect. Completely redeeming too. Because I yeah. remember after that happened, everyone was like, oh man. Everyone yeah. was down and you know. But the next day kicked some serious butt. So what did you guys think of our fun fly this year as compared to the, the first one? Awesome. I think I it mean, was amazing. That yeah, was great. It was great to see it to see it grow. And not to mention, you know, the people that came. Uh, I can genuinely say that it was a hoot and a blast to have um, Doug Darby and Pinion come. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys just bring it, and they are out to have fun. They're, you know, they, they love getting the crowd involved. And, uh, you know, it... We stuck to what we wanted to do, I feel, which was just have as much fun for the average pilot as possible. We've never been, you know, particularly into, like, the pros and all that kind of stuff. No offense to all those guys or nothing. It's just, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I they're still welcome go back to come, to but that's not what this event is about. Nah. That's the see, bottom line. To see 50 people signed up for the bottle knock, I mean, that's just oh, rad. <laughs> You can't. Yeah, you yeah can't when beat only that. seventy came registered to the fun fly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, and then the I gotta tell you, I had a blast watching, uh, watching all of the amateur. What was that? Four fifty five hundred class speed run. Speed. Runs. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> that was that, was a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm really happy with the way that. Um, it has gone in the direction that we wanted it to go, you know, to go to. And, man, I, I'm really looking forward to next year to just to keep that theory going. I think we've learned a little bit, yeah. you know. Absolutely. That, uh, man, that lighting deal that, that OHB had going on. Mm-hmm. Ah, so cool. I don't know. I like it's that. It's going to be bigger and better this year. Yes, it is. Got some more stuff up our sleeves. Yeah, and we just had, um, you know, we got we had uh, the Rikers come up from Texas as well, and uh, man, that kid can fly. And um, yeah, a little bit. You know, we had some people come from a long, long, long ways away. A lot of Canadian folks came down. A lot of uh, listeners. I mean, yeah. that, that you know was what cool. though? Also, that I, you know, I I forgot to mention the night flying was, that was a lot of fun. Awesome. I mean, if there was any single success other than having a second fun fly. It was seeing how many people went and did night flying. It it was awesome. I don't even know what made us think to do that whole drawing thing. Like I don't even know where that came from, and I actually think it was kind of last minute. I think yeah, that was, it was all, something that was I just Jesse. yeah, it was something I just thought of just in the couple of weeks leading up to the event. Yep. Yeah. So what we did for those who weren't there, and if you if you didn't hear, we to encourage normal joes to night fly because we had the uh couple of those huge construction lights out there we handed out tickets so every flight you came back by uh our booth and you got a ticket for your flight and all of those tickets went into a raffle and what did we end up goblin 500 goblin yeah that's right nope it was the goblin 500 yeah Yeah, it wasn't Uh, a it wasn't a tiny prize it was a no, big it was deal 
So it was killer to see guys like, hey, hey, do my 130X flights count? Dude. Absolutely. If they it just, comes you off out the there. ground and flies, you're getting a ticket. <laughs> just yep. charging as fast as they can. I mean, there was a lineup at the lights to yeah. get out there and fly. That was nonstop, the so. coolest thing. I've never, ever seen a, a, a line waiting for night flying. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a great experience. And like you said, we learned a lot and uh, continue to learn. And uh, every year we... I think we'll just it'll get better and better. Keep listening. We'll when we when we know more about the details for this year's event or 2015, we will definitely let you know. So what came after our fun fly? It was Urcha, wasn't it? Or was uh was there another one before that? No, I think you're right. I, I think, think it, it was Urcha. I went to Wyoming somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, you right. did. Nick oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a trip. Literally. <laughs> yeah you know what what a great group of guys though oh, yeah, i mean just the most genuine awesome uh enthusiastic uh, i i wish those guys were somewhere else those i mean those are the kind of guys <laughs> that group that club out there i would give anything to have that be my club i really would uh just just great people and I had so much fun going out there and teaching. And same thing, we ran into, you know, high winds and kind of nasty weather during the day. And then as soon as it started to get dark, the wind went away and people were just banging out the flights. I mean, guys were getting 10, 15 flights in at night. That's great. Love to see that. So, you know, big thanks to those guys for inviting me out. Yeah, Jack over there, he's very, um, he's motivated to make a nice event, you know, because he's well, as you as you witness, Nick, they're they're really isolated. Yeah, they and, are. And um so it's it's tough for them to to scrape up heli flyers because it's just so few and far between. But they you know, for a for an isolated event, they they do real well. They had like thirty some pilots there, I believe. It was good. Uh, and they're all friendly as hell there, so Yeah. It's a good event. That was my first well, experience at high altitude flying. And the the weather's a little to be, you know, <laughs> there's not much <laughs> they could do about that, but... Wait five minutes. Wait five minutes. Maybe the wind will go from 37 to 35. Oh. Left to right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change directions. So then we uh, we loaded all of our shit into an RV. Jesse flew in, bastard. Yep. But... Uh, we made a what was it? It was a twenty eight hundred mile yep. one way trip. Yeah, twenty six or twenty eight hundred. Wow, that was uh, <laughs> that was quite a trip. It was a lot of fun. I think we learned a lot about each other on that trip, and um, it it was a it took a lot out of us. Don't you guys think? Oh man, that oh, one was oh, uh, it was. I agree. I think that was the most exhausting trip. I've ever taken almost in my life. I mean, it was you tough. Know, having conversations with some listeners, I, you know, I think a lot of listeners could sense a change in the dynamic. I mean, there was definitely a almost an exhaustion for the, a few weeks, or well, longer than a few weeks after that, that trip. a month. <laughs> yeah, it really did take a lot out of us. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's that trip that uh, you know. On paper, sounds awesome, right? What could be more fun? Getting to an RV with a bunch of your buddies and 
and <laughs> drive all the way to Urcha and hang out for a week and come back. It was a long trip, but getting to Urcha, finally getting to at least meet, not necessarily hang out, but meet a lot of the folks that we've been talking to. Uh, listeners, on the other hand, we got to hang out with quite a bit, but uh, the higher profile folks that we've been talking to, everybody's just so damn busy at Urcha, you know? Yeah. And uh, doing their own thing. Doing their own thing, doing what they what it's what they're there to do, like we were as well. Um, Jesse, as you alluded to last week at Urcha, we you know you have to have a if if you're there doing something like we were doing, you have to have a very structured schedule because yep. you just have to get shit done, which doesn't allow for mingling, hanging yeah, it's, out. Yeah, it's not really the flight line. conducive to. It's very just, business oriented. It is. It is. But we got to see a lot of things and experience a lot of things and have a conversation with some FA, or AMA guys. <laughs> 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 Dave Milner and uh, Charles from uh, Contronic. Um, it was a lot of fun. We, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I would do it again. You know, I would. I really would do it again. I would probably add one more day on the front side and one more day on the back side if I could, just to ease up on the driving a little bit. Yeah. And I think I would try and make the trip there and the trip home a little bit more fun. You know, stop more. Oh, dude, uh, see, you're going about it all the wrong way. I would and will do it again, but I'm flying. Well, okay. I mean, that's a <laughs> yeah. That's a A or B. If I was going to drive, the only way that I would do yep. it again would be to take okay, longer to get a there. Fair back. Well, and, and maybe maybe like pick out you know a field that's halfway or whatever, and talk to the local club and camp up there for a night at their field. Get some flying. Yeah, in, exactly. Um, just sort of hang out for half a day. And we, you know, we brought twice as much shit as we needed. We could. We could make that trip a lot easier than it was for us the first time. Well, just we know not that, knowing. We we know that now. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, more yeah. Food. learning experience. Yeah, there's no reason to bring food there. No. Yeah. That that was probably yeah, that I agree, Dan. Screw the Although food. I gotta tell you, Mama's pork chops Saturday Ooh. night at oh, like yeah. one oh, o'clock those in the morning. Were good. Were, <laughs> that was yeah. freaking awesome. Okay, maybe we bring good. a little bit of food. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was an amazing experience. I, I feel like we got an opportunity on our first time to Urcha to sort of experience a little bit of the business side and a little bit of the personal hobbyist side. You know, yeah. because and a little bit of the fun side and a little bit the of the fun party. side. Yeah. The swarm party. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was an absolute blast. We really just hit it off right off the bat with those guys. It's uh, it, it's an amazing experience. It's you unique. Know, it's not thing, like any other fun fly that I've been to. No, no. no. And one thing that I learned, um, you know, my big lesson and I think, Dan, you know what could be a huge <laughs> impact RCHN wise was I learned how how it is easy to let this hobby become a big part of your life uh, and, and to the point where you just overexert yourself and for I mean family side of it too you know that's where I was at 
uh, yeah, we got to do anything and everything, but I came home and it was like, wow, I'm halfway through our really short summer. I haven't got to do much with my family. They weren't, they were understandably not overly excited about me being gone all the time. And it was a big eye opener for me personally uh, of balance. You know, I had to go back and, and find that balance and find out what was, what did I want to get out of the hobby? What is the stuff that I like to do? And uh, I'm not, you know, I, I definitely see no breaks in my future. But in that instance, me taking a little bit off uh, is definitely what I needed to do. And I'm glad that I did it. But uh, man, everything sounds awesome on paper, but a lot of it's really taxing. For me, it was just uh, physical, physically exhausting. I mean, you know, I don't really have the family issues that I need to deal with, but, but, uh, you know, there's circumstances that, you know, I, I keep, for instance, I can't sleep on a flat bed. Well, that brings that, that's a huge issue mm-hmm. when you're traveling mm-hmm. for 10 days. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how do you, how do you manage, you know, when you, when you can't really get any sleep, how do you manage to, to maintain, uh, you know, especially the, the trip there was a little rough. It was a good learning experience and, and it will be, it will happen again, but it's going to happen differently. It has to happen differently. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I agree. So we made it back from Urcha and everything was, uh, a little different. We kind of had to get back into the groove of things and, um, it was nice. It was nice to experience it. But like I said, I think next time we do it, we're well, going to do it a little differently. It's, it's still, I mean, you got to categorize it as one of those events where you got to do it at least once. Oh, if, if you have yeah. not been to Urcha, it, yeah. it is a must. Absolutely. Pack Absolutely. leaner than you think. <laughs> yeah. Bring less than you think. Travel lighter. Just, and- yeah. Just remember that if, if you forget something, as long as it's a normal thing, you can get it when you're there. You don't yeah. have to bring it all with you unless it's heli stuff. Town's just right, as Nick and I found out, yeah. straight down the street. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would yeah. not. You know, I would. I think that Urch is one of those where I would not. I would rather. I would say go ahead and pay more to have it be more convenient because yeah. it's a very exhausting event. Yeah. So, it you know, like you. the people who are thinking, well, I'll just. I'll drive the, you know, 14 hours and bring a, a tent and all this kind of stuff because it'll save me 300 bucks. Yeah. Don't. Screw that. <laughs> get a hotel. Screw that. Yeah. Yes. No. Get a rental car. Uh, fly into there. Get a hotel close because, I mean, now if you want to go over and stay in the, what was it, Site 3? Right, Is that right. the the other yep, one, if you three. want to go over and camp over there, or you know, like uh, the Heli Freak guys, they had their hangout. That's different, you know. That's a whole different ball game. But if you're not going there to hang out with a specific group of people, then travel light, keep it light, make it convenient, and uh, you know, don't even God. I mean, if you want to bring a nitro, don't even bring a damn starter because there's going to be someone there that will be more than happy to let you use theirs. Yep. Get more flying yeah. in too. I mean, we didn't get to fly until I mean, I did the speed cup, but that didn't really count. I think it, we didn't actually get to fly until Sunday or whatever yeah, day it was that, that was we just left. And it was only right before we left. It was sort of the obligatory, "Oh, got to get a couple flights in so we can say we flew at Urcha and then toss yeah. it all in the car or in the in the camper and go." Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So moving along, we had a couple uh, events after that. I know you guys all went to Snohomish after that, soon after that. Jesse and they I did. did. I did, yep. That's right. So t- uh, Nick and I didn't go. How was uh, how was Snohomish this year? I think Snohomish was really good. You know, that's the in, in the in the Northwest. We've got a couple of events that you you get to spend time with all your good buddies at, and everyone knows it's going to be a good time. And it's Othello, and it's Snohomish. Snohomish, you know, it lived up to that this year as well. It's a it's a larger event. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it hit, you know, somewhere in the 90s or so, maybe 100 pilots this year. Got to see some of the pros uh, and our buddies in their in their more natural letting their hair down habitat. So Bodos and Todd Bennett, Jason Kraus, Nick Maxwell, they all come to Snohomish after Urcha as sort of their time to just kick back and relax and have yeah. fun in the thick, dense sea level air and on the mic at night, uh, trying to egg people on into crashing their helis. And it, it was, it was freaking cool, man. We had like a little camp set up there between my tent and Jesse and, uh, Jesse's family. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It was a, it was a little bit different event and it was kind of nice to get back to that, you know, go in there to actually fly and hang out and socialize um, Kayla came down, and then Kayla's parents also camped there for the weekend. And so it was just, you know, getting in a ton of flying throughout the couple of days I was there. And then that's the that was the uh, weekend right before I head back to school as well. So, you know, the truck's all packed up, ready to leave Snohomish and head back to uh, Pullman. But just a, a great laid-back event. And then you got all those pros there just kind of chilling, which that leads to a lot of good flying as well. So. Mm-hmm. Overall, great experience there. Yeah. Oh, and we had the what's that guy's name from Boston, Jesse? That young kid that chopped the top off of the the blackberry tree mm. or the blueberry tree. Yeah, I do not. Oh, remember I'm his an, name. I'm forgetting it now. But I remember what his heli looked like? After it, yeah. <laughs> I remember you guys talking it looked about like that. a juicer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then there was another event. Um, in the Northwest that none of us went to. I don't think that was the one uh, that Brett Bowen put on. Um, and don't damn it, I wanted it to we go to that event. Yeah. I really wanted to be there. Um, maybe next year we can go. So we don't have a lot to say about that. We didn't go, but I heard it was a pretty good event. Uh, nice and kind of in very informal, you know, not a lot of, I think there were 20 some pilots there. Apparently it's a pretty nice field. And, um, they had the night lights there and everything. So moving right along, there was a was the the second Othello was that before or after Brett's? I think it was the weekend right before. Yeah, right races, before. Yep. Which I don't think either any of us went to that one either. But yeah, we, uh, Nick and I, yeah, did. Jesse oh, did, and did Nick you two went. go to that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's because right. I mean, for me, that's just an you know hour and a half drive. That's right. That's from right. school. And all I can say about that weekend is fly, fly. Fly. Fly, 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 fly. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick lost a uh, Proto X or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, right? my my kids. A yeah. Proto yeah. X from, you put uh, it right on the roof. Yep. Probably still there. So, yeah, overall, I mean, great weekend. It was a little bit, um, if I remember correctly, it still was a little bit windy. Um, and I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, um, which was a windy day. But whichever day 
wasn't windy. I mean, it was literally, you know, wake up in the morning, seven, eight o'clock and the entire day. Um, Nick and I just, there was one flight station in front of our campsite and no one else was pretty much using it. So just switching off, he'd go out and fly. I'd go out and fly. He'd go out and fly. Um, I believe at that event was where I did crash the seven HV doing the tumbles. Um, and then completely had the brain fart and just <laughs> positive pitch inverted while doing the I, tumble. Yeah, I remember hearing someone the drove thing in. in. Yeah, so that was uh, the 7HV went in, which then led to uh, me flying the rap- uh, Nick's Raptors a little bit. So Wasn't that also, um, wasn't there also a, someone that drove the heli into like the registration desk? Yeah. Oh, there, it was... Yep. Uh, um. Oh, who who is that? Is that older guy? George. George. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Had a mishap where it got behind him, and um, it did hit. I, th- I believe it hit one of the like the main posts by the registration desk. So. Oof. Yeah, close one there, but nobody was hurt. Um, so it did in the end end up you know kind of being okay. Just an eye opener happens really fast. Yeah, it does, as we've all seen before. But yeah. overall, yeah, just a a great. I mean, it, it, I guess it wasn't the season closer like it usually is because you know we still had ohb but yeah overall great fun fly lots of flying so moving forward we had ohb and we've talked extensively about ohb so we're you know obviously we all had a good time there and uh (laughs) looking forward to next year oh yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and start uh we're gonna talk about just briefly each of us gonna talk about what this year 2014 is when it comes to rchn and and, uh, you know, what, what the year has meant to us, you know, for me, I think the, the biggest thing that I think I learned and, um, what I took from this year was just, uh, RCHN's growth and my personal growth within that contingency of working with four people, you know, you, you have to learn to really trust these guys, you know, the, the four of us, we have to really trust each other. And I think that the, this was the, this year has really kind of cemented that, you know, without getting into any of the, the drama, because it's all, you know, everybody knows about it, not even worth bringing up, but you just come to a realization that, that there are people that you can just absolutely put your trust in and, and know what to expect. They got your back. Exactly. And I think that's this year was, was for me, that was big this year you know when it comes to the podcast itself it's like holy shit i mean at some point you gotta you you think at some point it's like this has got to taper off right i mean it's how many people are there uh that are going to be interested in listening and the numbers just keep going up and up and up Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes i wonder how that's happening but again the hobby itself has grown phenomenally right exponentially I'd oh, say. yeah. And I think that that's got a lot to do with it, obviously. But uh, it's been a bit, it's just, it's been a huge year. A busy, busy year from the, from the podcast standpoint. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Justin Pucci, and despite what you may think, I'm not here to talk to you about wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing tube men. 
What I am here to tell you is that the guys over at Rotary Wing RC are stocking up on all forms of heli goodness and passing the savings on to you. Need a fly barless system? Joe and Kyle have Bavarian Demon, Skookum, and Icon. Looking for a heli? What about Gowie or one of those Garbins? Servos? Look no further for BK Servos and MKS. And who could forget the German amazingness that is Contronic? I sure can't because I just bought three of them. So head on over to www.rotarywingrc.com and get yourself loaded up with awesome today. Yeah, Dan, I, I, I got to agree with you 110% on all of that that you just said. I, I feel like in the last two and a half years that we've been working on this awesome, evolving podcast project thing uh it's it's taken on a life of its own and in the first six months to a year it was just about sort of learning each of the four of us you know what makes each person tick we've all got our quirks we've all got our pros and cons 2013 was an amazing year just for being able to come together and make it happen this year, I feel like we stepped up sort of to the next level, and I agree with you uh, completely on on feeling that that sort of uh, closeness, family feel, just very good friends. On top of that, though, I'd say that the other big striking thing for me has been the amazingly positive response that we have been getting and continue to get from our listeners, whether they're new listeners that have emailed us or texted us for the first time, or they're people that we've talked to for years. I mean, talking to you guys as listeners has become a daily thing for me. And that's really comforting. Because you feel like you are a part of that community, and and there's it there's something big out there. So yeah, I, that's a good point. I, yeah. I've I've really had a blast. I've embraced the ability to have, you know, sort of the regular people online, of listeners that have become good friends to to chat with on a regular basis. Geez, how how can you even begin to re- <laughs> to recap a year like this? You know, for me, probably. You know, everyone has got, I've gotten pretty close to, you know, all you guys and to all the listeners, all these guys, you know, over the last couple of years. But for me, it's, it's just been so humbling to be able to, you know, without everything that we have accomplished as a team and as everyone working together, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to have gone to a lot of these events. I never would have ended up more than likely I never would have ended up in Urcha and more than likely, you know, I might not have been able to make it to Orlando, you know, and, and see and talk with some of the people that we get mm-hmm. to talk with worldwide. I mean, if it wasn't for all this, I, you know, I probably just would. I, <laughs> I mean, we joke about it, but it, it's true. We really just are normal people flying out there like the rest of you guys having fun joking around trying to make it a hobby and have fun so you know this year has just been setting goals and reaching all of the goals really that we wanted to reach and that's a good you know that's a great feeling and that would not be possible without all of the listeners i mean they're 
They have responded to everything that we've asked and everything that we've done. Uh, we, I, I absolutely love the the positive, you know, the the positive affirmation and the criticism on, hey, watch this, or you, you know, you guys should really, you're heading in this direction. Watch out for that, and I, I think that's, you know, being open minded, doing what we really believe in, but then also being open minded. Um, is what it takes to progress. There is a, there's a lot of really neat people in this hobby, uh, but there's also a bunch of really close-minded people. And mm-hmm. I think that might be kind of why <laughs> the, the people that, that last and that stay for the long haul are the open-minded ones. They learn to read what people are saying and to listen more than talk. And, and you know, check your ego at the door, and I don't know. That's I I feel like that's the attitude we've taken. Yeah, we're we're, you know, we have the confidence in what we're doing, but you know, we also like to. I love every single every single interaction that I have with the listener. I love every single one, and I I wish that I had more time in the day to do that. But you you just do the best that you can, and I don't know continue on to next year yeah so pretty much you know you you guys really hit the nail on the head just seeing the seeing the growth of the podcast you know and how it's changed throughout 2013 2014 and i gotta say you know for me personally there's no way two and a half years ago that i saw the hobby take like taking this path for me and then taking the the path of the show taking this route either you know just the stuff that we've been able to do this past year going to urcha going to ohb i mean like nick mentioned that those are probably events for me personally that i i would not have been able to attend this year at least and then all the stuff that you know comes with those events and once we get there being able to interact with all the listeners uh, that we got to meet at urcha and just hang out with and then hanging out with our florida crew at o, at ohb um, and just kind of representing down there. Um, I guess, you know, the, the show has just brought a lot of opportunities and it's, it's really changed the hobby, um, for me and definitely for the better. Um, it's, it's been a little bit of a change this, this past year, 2014. And usually I've been the guy, you know, coming on here week after week after week going 10 flights, 15 flights, 20 flights, 25 flights. But the podcast has been that consistency, you know, every single Friday night, I know that I can look forward to uh, getting on here and hanging out with the guys, even though life gets busy and you can't always get in the flights that you want. Um, you can definitely count on the show and the listeners always being there. And so I'm just looking forward to taking this year and definitely kicking up the flying next year for sure. Hopefully I have some more time, but kicking it up a notch for next year. I'm catching you. that's that's a call out (laughs) y'all bring up good points and uh you know that when it comes right down to it being a part of rchn and being able to interact with listeners and you know when those times when life hits and we're not flying as much as we as we'd like to it's it's our connect it's our connection point um, you know, kind of the whole deal behind RCHN way back in the beginning was 
there was no one around to talk to about helicopters. What better way to to do that? Keep than you to plugged start a in. I know. Yeah, it keeps your anchor. I mean, it keeps you anchored in the hobby. Yeah, yeah. and I can honestly say that. And I think I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb, but I would venture to say that our show, this RCHN, does that very thing for a lot of listeners when they hit that section of life or that part of life where, for whatever reason, they can't fly a lot you know it's it, mm-hmm. it allows them to feel like they're still part of the community it so. did it for me before i got here yeah i mean that's absolutely that's what that's that's why i downloaded the first show because it was like man i hadn't flown in a little bit i was feeling you know didn't have anyone to talk helis to and was just kind of like mm, need a little, little unmotivated yeah, yeah but i wanted I to be motivated yeah, because yeah, honestly, it just, you know, one week after the other, you just slowly start drifting out. And before you know it, it's, it's almost gone. But yeah, I just feel like that weekly reminder, that weekly fix of the, the yep. holy goodness just keeps you right in it. Right you know, in and the it's, game. and it also, even if it go even if it goes, you know what, that makes me want to fly next weekend. And, and, and that doesn't happen for whatever reason. And you listen to it again on Monday and, you know, that makes me want to fly the following weekend. Pull Some, out a heli, start wrenching, or do, yeah, you know, do something. Yeah, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but nonetheless, it still, I think, motivates people and and uh, gets people back. I think it's in a the tool. mindset. Not one thing can can do it for you. You know, you can't. Did you just, did you just call me a tool? Yeah, a tool. I always no, I didn't because I said I wasn't going to make fun of you. <laughs> no, but I think that's what I'll it's about it finding a a mix of things to keep you motivated one month it might be wrenching you know one month it might be simming one month it might be just out there progressing flying it's that constant mix keeping everything fresh that keeps the hobby fun and listening to this absolutely guys (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up but before we do um you know i want to kind of give you a bit of a heads up on uh obviously christmas has happened as you're listening to this show, we hope your Christmas was fantastic and uh, your New Year's is even better. Uh, what you can look forward to, uh, the first show of next year, of 2015, is we're going to uh, go over our uh, predictions that we made at the beginning of 2014. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to officially don the scrotum trophy to the appropriate uh, person on the show. And also, too, we're going to go over, we're going to give our predictions for 2015. Yep. So, guys, start thinking about that. So, on that note, um, it's been a great year. We thank you, our listeners, uh, for supporting us. Uh, We want to thank all the fantastic uh, organizers of the events we went to. Um, What a great year. What a great year. And thank all the sponsors. Absolutely. There's been a lot of people that have supported us, you know, even if it wasn't the whole year, just every, I mean, geez, every little thing, it really does help and it really does count. Absolutely. Um, It does. So if you guys can and you're out shopping, you got some Christmas money burning a hole in your pocket, help the guys out that help us if you can. I mean, that's all it is. Tell them we said hi. It works for us. Absolutely. All right, guys, well, let's do a little bit of contact information. Nick, if I wanted to send you an email, how would I do that? Uh, you would definitely send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. Uh, Jesse? 
You would send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com. And Justin. You could send me an email to justin at rchelynation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums. Also, too, guys, Ken, send that dude a thank you. He's been putting a ton of work in. Uh, Ken, as you guys know, handles all of our store stuff, citizen cards, shirts, Ken at rchelynation.com. He puts in a lot of work, and uh, we thank yeah, him does. greatly for that. Yep. So, uh, thanks, Ken. We'll make it official and actually say it on on the show. Thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it, guys. Uh, I guess we'll see you next year. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy New Later, Year, guys. guys. Right on 2015. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Rev Electrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Hey,